Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 346 for the week of May 2nd, 2015. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with RP Gamers Weekly Podcast. Keep you informed in the world of RPG news. What else do we keep people informed on? Street Pass music? Yep. Yeah, Street Pass music. Clash of Clans updates? Mm-hmm. Very important. Yep. Uh, I Formally keeping you up to date on Farmville 2 news, uh, Anna and I seem to have completely dropped off the Farmville 2 map. Yep. Sorry. Or you're welcome, depending on your opinion on that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that's it. Joining me today, Alice Wilkinson over from England. Yay. It's, guess what? It's gray and overcast here like every other damn day. <laughs> Were you surprised? Because I was surprised. I was surprised. <laughs> also here, my wife, Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. A.K.A. Anna Marie Neufeld. Wow, I'm having trouble remembering your older names, Anna. <laughs> this is good. Good progress. And Coom Anna Marie Whitehead. Yep. Oh, wait, no, it wouldn't be Coom. Former. Sick. I don't know what I'm saying. You are sick. I am. This guy are sick. Maybe this guy is not medicine? sick. Okay, sounds good. Okay. No, don't don't leave. No, don't. don't. Oh. We got a show. It's been two weeks. Sorry, folks. I was not feeling well last weekend. I needed uh, some rest, and I took some rest, spontaneous vacation. Um, you are better now. I'm better. I'm back. We're back. Um, we got a show for you. Yay! So kick us off, Anna Marie. What have you been playing? Uh, a lot, because it's been two weeks. Okay, well, thanks. So um, I've been playing Pokemon Free to Rumble. Free to Rumble. Yes. Is that actually what it's called? No, it's called Pokemon Free to Rumble. World. But I like my name better. Okay. So you were playing something on my 3DS that I'm sure you'll talk about later. No, I don't want to talk about that game. <laughs> and so I had your 3DS. So I was playing Pokemon Rumble World on your 3DS. And you're up to like rank 25 or so. Oh my gosh, I haven't... Cool. Can you just play all my games for me? And I think you have about 130 captured Pokemon. Oh my gosh. So that's a quaint little game. Um, I can see very quickly why people would be frustrated with it because the recharge mechanic for capturing um, Pokemon is long. Oh, okay. And the more rare, rare, the more the balloon costs, the longer it takes to recharge. And then there's some other cool things, but not cool things. Like you can spend real money to land on a specific level inside of a balloon. Um, my biggest complaint, and it's going to sound very goofy, is um, when you um, hop onto a balloon, it does a roulette of which level you're going to land on. And every once in a while, it fevers. And it upgrades all of the levels to the best possible level rarity that it can the problem is is right now i'm actually missing a lot of uncommon as opposed to rare pokemon because i get fevered a lot so i wish there was a way to turn the fever down i want mild warmth instead of fever well i mean hasn't dr mario taught us that the opposite of fever is chill (laughs) so i want to chill and yeah that's it's not bad it's a it's a good time waster 
if you like sort of the the small bite size uh, concept of mobile games, but don't want to play on your phone, this might be for you. Also, it's Pokemon. They're itty bitty balloons. They're very cute. Is that how that works? Yep. Got it. So, yeah, when they die, they pop and fall over. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> that's like horrid. <laughs> just um, laugh about it yes you monster Alrighty, i've all i was also playing Occupus trip um and i had originally had some hesitation in playing this because i wasn't really sure about the whole stripping thing it felt very weird and i decided to give it a try because we bought it on like super sale at thanksgiving and it is nowhere near as titillating as people make it out to be Yeah. So, uh, insert, co- insert comment here about Senran Kagura. <laughs> I have that. I haven't played it yet. So, oh, lordy. <laughs> I have the Vita version. So, I know there's been a couple of Vita games at this point, but I think I have Burst. Or whatever Burst equivalent. I don't have Bon Appetit or anything like that. They're on sale right now, Anna. I know. But I'd rather play the one that we have first and decide if I would like to continue with the series. Because, again, the thing that attracts me to Senra Kagura is that it has great fighting mechanics. Um, I think that I wouldn't enjoy Bon Appetit because it's about TNA. Right. If it Now, if there was a solid game great under the TNA... Great fighting mechanics... You and I, are just I, I actually, have a I actually thought Bon Appetit was for the people who really, really, really just want to eat food off someone else. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you and I have a fundamental difference on whether Senra Kagura has good fighting mechanics, Chris. So, um, oh yeah, an Akabus trip. I finished it. I got the Toko route, and that game, uh. So on easy, I finished it in about 13 hours, but I can see that that game has an incredible amount of replay value. So if you are the type of person that enjoys replaying a game and getting multiple endings and trying out new things and playing with difficulty settings, pick it out because it'll be definitely worth it. Especially right now because there's a Sony sale. The giant Golden Sony Week sale. sale. So beyond that, um, I... S- continue playing Codename Steam and I still don't like it that much because I find it just a little too hard. I think I'm right around Mission 6. And since I finished Occubus Trip, I needed another Vita game, so I started Ropa. Truth Bullets! So, that game is trippy. Like, it throws a lot of this creepy at you within the first 30 minutes. A lot of creepy, eh? Yeah. That uh, bear. <laughs> that bear. So, um, the only problem I'm having with that is Chris is under the delusion that someday he will actually play it. So if I'm playing it near him, I have to use a headset. And, um, yeah. That's weird because we normally talk while we play video games. So it sort of shuts me away from being able to talk and do other things while I play a game. 
it's good so far. I like a slightly slower paced game. I like having a game that's sort of text heavy so that I can play it while I eat and stuff like that. Or while I'm waiting for an email. So beyond that, um, I got back into Final Fantasy Record Keeper in a really big way. So I had actually stopped playing. I didn't know you had stopped. Yeah, I stopped playing for two weeks. Oh. Because I had finished all of the main storyline. and That was released. Yes. So I'd finished all the released main storyline. Um, and I had already gotten enough of uh, the crystals in the Aerith event to get Aerith and the Mithril and all of the growth eggs. So I was like, well, I don't really have much to do. And I don't really... Uh, the expert dungeons that were originally released are not balanced very well. So I wasn't, I was strongly discouraged from doing those. And so I was like, well, I'll just, I'll take a break. And I came back this week and it was like, wow, there's like a million new story levels. And there was a new event where you could get Terra and also like they, there was new expert levels that were correctly balanced and actually um, didn't lie about the level that they really expected you to be. So it's fantastic. And I blew through all of the story content. I've done daily dungeons every day. I whipped through the Terra event. I've got new characters. I'm leveling things up. I'm having a lot of fun with the game. And unlike Chris, who just autos through everything, I'm actually doing levels that are harder, that are challenging so my characters are basically between 30 and 35 and I'm doing levels that are challenge 35 and up. So I don't get to just auto through everything. I actually have to specifically plan out who's going to attack what and heal and cast spells. And that really changes that really changed my perception of the game. I am really enjoying it. And you've been playing Record Keeper. I have. Uh, I'm really enjoying Record Keeper. So you don't play Record Keeper, do you, Alice? Um, I haven't downloaded, but I haven't really played it that much. Well, if you get a chance, give it a try this week so that we have sort of a foil. Because if you don't like it, that might be an interesting conversation. If you do like it, justification! <laughs> so, right now I'm sort of at a middle point that I'm not really sure what to do equipment wise because I basically need to do draws which means either doing a lot of levels for mithril one at a time or spending $30 so not really sure what I'm going to do I think that I would feel comfortable spending money on a game on the game because I think I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of it, but I don't know about thirty dollars and I don't know there's no guarantee that it's gonna be a good draw. That's the problem. So I think that's everything that I've been playing. Ooh, one of our chat members uh just had a small earthquake. Bowie poo. No. Don't shake no. him away. Don't shake him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. My plans this week is lots of Rumpa. So, you've been playing some of the stuff that I've been playing. 
And then you've been playing some of the stuff that I haven't been playing, Chris. Yeah, so I've been using, um, uh, using, I've been playing Record Keeper a lot this week. Um, I kind of like it. I find myself wanting to play it more. Um, what I have uh, not been doing much of is my Facebook games. I think I might be getting back out of that again, which is good. Um, and you gonna talk about A Train? I tried to play A Train over the past two weeks. <laughs> I've spent three to four nights in bed trying to play the game. I've never made it past the tutorial. It takes too long. It's boring. The gameplay is slow. And the tutorial is way too hand-holding. And I know that it's going to explain a lot of things I need later. But since I don't get any time with the game and feeling like I'm learning or doing things on my own, and I can't really skip the tutorial, or maybe I can, but I can't figure out how to, and I don't like that game. It's a game about building trains train lines and stations and managing them and setting up cargo routes between them and I don't know I'm gonna say meh. uh so yeah what else we got um been playing... I like the fact that you haven't even played far enough for the tutorial for the first tutorial to go okay now go play yeah and uh, it's not that I haven't put time into it. You're very slow. Um, I've been skipping all the text in the tutorials. That's a bad idea. Okay, but it makes it go faster. Yeah, except then you don't know what to do. Yeah, but I don't want to do what it wants me to do. I don't want to play that game. It's kind of awful. <laughs> I think the problem isn't the game and that you just don't like these kind of games. Oh, okay. So the game's awful. Uh, let's see. I don't know who Wheels is complaining about, but he wants to be saved from Thomas and friends, whoever they are. What else are you playing? Um, yeah, that's a weird thing going on in the chat room, I guess. I don't know. Okay, sorry. What else? I don't know. What have I been playing? I don't remember. Oh, a lot of Final Fantasy Eleven. That's why I don't remember. So I'm still oh, putting yeah, a bunch of... that explains a lot. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XI. And I believe I said this last time. No, maybe not. Did I? I finished all the um, Zalart and Promathia missions. Um, and now I'm knee-deep in uh, Treasures of Atergon storyline, which I'm liking. Oh, did you actually get started with that? Oh, yeah. Um, I had gotten started with it before I left, and I'd, I'd only got like mission four, Chris. Six, yeah. <laughs> of forty-two uh, or something. Of forty-two so. or forty-eight, yeah. Well, the thing is, unlike Promethea missions, um, each little step in the mission is its own mission now. Whereas in yeah. Promethea, they would have they combined missions ten through twenty into one mission, <laughs> and called it like mission two one, and it's like four and a half hours. <laughs> Now it's like segmented. So it sounds like there's more missions, but I don't know that there really is more story. Um, so I don't know. I'm going around learning the secrets of the Empire and uh, 
astral candy senses and stuff like that. How you still call it that? Huh? How cute. Yeah. You still call it that? The astral candy sense? Yeah. That's what it is. Cuckoo Poopoo Yoon or whatever said it. And it's like, yeah. One of the rap men. Um, let's see. Uh, is there anything notable to, to point out there? Not really. I've been putting some time also into upgrading all my relic armors and stuff. And well, I, you know, I haven't really sort of significantly done that. Yeah, I've been trying to. But uh, <clears throat> I don't have anything at the... The long and short of it is to get them useful for nowadays takes uh, multi-person battles that you can't yep. use those free NPCs for. So yep. um, until I get organized with Anna and Alice here, um, I can't really do that. Unfortunately, Anna has some bad news to report regarding Matt. Yeah, I still haven't beat him. Still hasn't beat him. She's only put in two more attempts since last time we had a podcast. Two That's more? how discouraged this fight makes her. Yeah, two more. I have one more left before I need to reload on all my supplies. Ah, only... No, no. You just need testimony. No. Yeah. No. Oh, well. I have one Icarus wing and four sleeping potions. Oh, all right, then. We'll have to get you uh, some more stuff. How about I try to beat him this time? And use the Icarus Wing last. Okay. How about you do that? That sounds like a great idea. Sounds like something you could be doing every day while I'm at work. Do you want to do it right now? Yes. Except it's going to make you grumpy when you lose. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, once Anna gets past Matt, then we can, like, actually finish leveling her. And that would help. Anna has this feeling that Final Fantasy XI should not require the use of macros. And I don't know where she got that impression from. Um, because the game's kind of built around it. So I think that's part of what makes the thing harder for her. Anyway, you guys don't care about Final Fantasy XI anymore. So I toss it to Alice. Have you delivered any missiles in the past two weeks? Yes. Woo! Tell us about it. Exactly. Actually, technically speaking, I did not deliver any missiles. I was using a different type of ship, which meant oh. I was delivering high-quality munitions. Oh, all right. Um, I, bulk prices. Sorry? Bulk prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although the funny thing is, was um, so we found one of our intrepid scouts was who was doing some looking around, found a uh, rattlesnake running uh, combat sites in a Class 3 wormhole. Um, they did man- he did manage to scout us an entrance, which involved us uh, jumping into a wormhole in high sec, coming out of a different wormhole into null sec somewhere in the north regions, jumping three jumps through normal space, and then jumping into another wormhole. So we kind of really went quite a long way for this particular one. Um, and we managed to secure a warp into his, uh, this guy's location, only to find that he'd slightly ballsed up running the combat site and was already in hull on his ship. So we just kind of held him there and finished him off. Hmm. However, I was flying a new ship, which was armed with railguns as opposed to missile launchers. Railguns are good. Yeah. Well, I finished training uh, Galente Cruiser 5, and I've now got the Tech 3... Uh, I have a Tech 3 Galente Cruiser um, to add to my Caldari one. I like... uh, I seem to like sort of reasonably expensive ships. 
That's fair. Um, the other thing to think we'll talk about Eve Online is um, as part of the uh, patch that they put in place on Tuesday, uh, they did finally put in a, um, a skinning system, which is all well and good. Um, and while there has been some interest about it, uh, a lot of the interest this week has actually been there was a glitch in the skin system that allowed people to apply skins to any ship rather than the ones that CCP Uh-oh. wanted them to. Um, so somewhere I've got a like a full uh, yeah a full album of uh, things that I put to, at the very least skins that I tested. Uh, let me stick in chat somewhere. So are these skins things that other players see? Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, the way the skins normally work is you buy a license for it, and then you just click on it in the fitting window, and it applies to the, the ship. The skins are sold on a um, uh, basically on a per ship basis, so to basically line up the the skin with. Um, so what happens uh, when you put a skin on a ship it wasn't designed for? Well, see, the thing is, though, is that the way the skins function, and this has been shown through um, something called a WebGL client that somebody, some intrepid guy, put together, is under the um, the current graphics engine is um, the ship holes basically just have areas that colors get applied to, so. Oh, okay. Skins that might not necessarily um, might not necessarily go onto that ship, um, instead just uh, basically apply to the hull areas that they would otherwise be sort of coloured by. It doesn't mean you end up with some odd combinations. For example, in the album I linked, the Tashmakon Stratios basically becomes a, a kind of dark, sort of bronzy, reddy colour almost yeah. all over, and doesn't feature any of the um, sort of black metallic highlights that that skin does feature on other ships um so the, the results kind of vary quite a bit um but they are also very pleasing to look at um so there's now been a lot of call for ccp to effectively formalize this yeah this I, I don't know why they limit it to begin with um well the the technical explanation given is um and i have seen this happen is um not all of this. Well, the way we're doing it is um, outside of their QA process for the um, the skins that have been released. Um, for example, some of the uh, non-Galente skins applied to Galente ships cause some odd glitching with uh, logos on the ship hull. Um, so I can kind of understand where they're coming from from a technical standpoint, but given that their art department has previously stated that the reason why they've kept the skins kind of locked out to the ships that they wanted to be applied to is for artistic reasons as well. Um, I think I've wrote a, a, a mail to my representative to um, sort of tell the art department to fuck off. Yeah, that's, I think that's kind of weird because, I mean, this is just the equivalent of like in Diablo where you can just customize the paint colors on your armor and stuff like why not let people do this yeah i think now the fact that the cat's out of the bag in this instance i think means that ccp is probably going to reconsider at some point about this whole system um the fact that i I think all of the ships that i have that i have in that uh, album are non-standard i mean because most of them are actually pictures of a ship that at the moment um the only ship types that can have skins applied to through the system are t1 Mm mm-hmm um, which means I've got Tech 2 ships that are skinned, which is not something that happens at all at the moment. So, yeah. 
I mean, for example, even the the, the second to last one is uh, the te- is the confessor is the Amar Tech Three Destroyer, um, and it looks really nice in the Tashmurkon skin, which isn't a Amar skin. The Tashmurkon one isn't a Amar skin. It's I think people look kind of interested in if we can't have complete flexibility, at the very least having just um, the various faction uh, skins um, for each of the four races to apply to any other. Uh, racial ship from that faction mm-hmm. would be would be very nice. But then again, the things like the Stratios one is um, a Sisters, Sisters of Eve ship, um, which is uh, kind of comes under a, a different category. So I don't know. It basically, I think a lot of people are interested in in the potential for this system, um, and we'll just see how CCP responds to it. Basically, We're, we know that they're probably going to patch the bug out next week. Aww. That's going to happen. But they've probably taken on board what people are doing with it now in terms of moving forwards with it. Well, okay. So we'll get it, we'll get it taken away from us for a little while, but it'll probably come back in some form, I think. I have a little bit of faith there. So, yeah. Ta-da! Ta-da! Okay. Well, that's what we've been playing. Hey, so. I've been playing other stuff. Oh, okay. What have I was been playing? Just, I was waiting for you to ask. I'm waiting. I'm asking. Um, well, they've released the... Although I haven't been playing it that much, they've released the benchmarking utility for uh, Final Fantasy XIV Heavenswood. Oh, I saw that. Um, I noticed that you could um, make uh, characters of the new race and see what they look yep. like. Yep, so you can try out the character creator. The other important thing for the benchmark is it benchmarks the DirectX 11 version of the client as well. Okay. Um, which I think brings... Um, well, it really does make the thing look incredibly pretty. <laughs> hmm. um, you know, it changes to um, things like water effects, or tessellation and stuff like that. It's uh, very impressive. I think... Um, because I think at the moment there are actually a couple of fe- graphical features missing out of the PC client that are included in the uh, PS4 client. Oh, that's um, interesting. But, I didn't know that. Uh, but as far as I'm aware, the, the release of the DirectX 11 client will basically put, put PC back in front. Well, I would hope so. Well, yeah. That makes sense. Um, so if you're, in, if you're going to play Heavensward, it might be worth downloading it. Um, to just see how, um, you know, set it to use DirectX 11 and just see how well your computer, uh, you know, sort of scales up. Oh. It also shows off um, several... It, it kind of... It, it is interesting because it kind of functions as a, uh, as a sort of mini trailer for the game itself. Oh, um, okay. Like, it shows off the three new uh, job classes. Um, it shows off... Um, like the new some new abilities that the other job classes get, like a, and there seems to be a new limit break as well. You can't have a you can't have an expansion focusing on dragoons without dragoons getting a new limit break. <laughs> it's only the dragoons who get it. Um, well, considering it's rather dragon themed, it does seem uh, specific to dragoon. I have a question. Go in on. 14 as it is today, or in this new expansion, do you ever get to go and fight Bahamut? Yes. Okay. Is that part of the expansion, or is that no? It's current? part of the part of the regular game. Oh. 
So is there a new dragon for you to go fight in this? Uh, there's plenty of other dragons. Okay. As long as there's plenty. dragons. All right. Yeah. It's there are a lot of dragons. A lot of dragons? You have to agree to a EULA to download the Heavensward benchmark. It has no warranty, just so you know. No waiver. Um, no yeah, Lieutenant Yar. Um, it's uh, the character creation process, as well as allowing you to create a character from the new race. Um, it, it also puts the character into the benchmark. So you can sort of see how what the character looks like. I'm, I'm thinking of using one of my um, Fantasia bottles that I have on my account to change appearance once the expansion comes out. Cool. Um, yeah, what else have I been playing? Oh, um, I don't Super, know. Super Robot Wars. Let's go into Giant Robots for a little bit. Super Robot Wars. Um, I can see people um, have been a little bit... Uh, and I can certainly see why people are critical of um, the last entry in the Z-series. Um, oh, yeah. I just so many people complaining about it. Um, it's. Um, I mean, I can't understand where they're coming from because... I have, I have no like, reference for this. Where are you hearing these complaints? Um, well, you say you, you read them on the internet and stuff. Oh, all right. Um, and I can understand why... Um, I can understand why people have complained about it because in a way it kind of doesn't quite feel as big as um, uh, the last game that ended a big series that they did which was Super Robot Wars Alpha 3 back in, god it must have been 2005 um, which uh, was the last it was the fourth game in the Alpha series and kind of rounded the, the series out in a pretty big way it was a very um expansive story that covered a lot of traveling around the galaxy um and a lot of big events um just because of the plots that were included in it um i mean the the criticisms levels towards the z3 games in particular have often felt that um despite being on the ps3 as they don't scale up or they don't measure up graphically to um the other main ps3 game which super wars original generations 2 um, and I think a lot of that stems from the fact that I think the Z series, the, the Z3 in particular, was designed as a Vita, <coughs> the Vita game and then ported to the PS3. Um, but actually, having sat down and played it for a while now, I'm about halfway through. Um, the scale does feel a little bit smaller, um, but I can see a lot of similarities with Alpha 3. And Alpha 3 is probably my favorite game in the series. Um, and it has been for many years. I've played it through at least three times. Um, and, I, I mean, I, sh- I, should, I really need to get around to finishing it. I've got another 30 stages or something to chew through. Um, but I can definitely see some complaints. Uh, like, I can understand the complaints with regards to sort of graphics, with regards to um, Z3.2. Sure. Um, but, wait, wait, wait. Mm, Z3.2. It's my way of referring to the various cards. Because the way they've done it is there's Super Robot Wars Z, which was released on the PS2. Okay. Then Super Robot Wars Z2 was split into two games, both released on the PSP. You know? Ah, all right. Um, and then Super Robot Wars Z3 was also split into two games. Um, so, And they were released on both the PS3 and the Vita. Although the the way they've gone with certain graphical choices leads people to think that Z3 was originally intended as a Vita game. 
that was then ported to PS3 to reach a bigger, slightly bigger audience, you know, due to the Vita take-up levels in Japan. Sure. So there are actually, not including a little side disc to Super Robot War Z back on the PS2, there are five games in this trilogy, in quotes. But then again, Alpha, Super Robot Wars Alpha, also had four games for its trilogy because there was a game set between Alpha 1 and 2. Um, so they don't really stick to this whole trilogy thing anyway. And trying to cram everything that they've covered into one game to round it out, just one unifying Super Robot War Z3, uh, would probably result in a game that was like, I don't know, 120 stages long and contained far too much stuff in it. Oh, yeah, how awful that would be. Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 leads, it kind of ends up with this interesting situation where the final boss of the previous game is not a, like a, a, a boss that's unique to the game. It's the oh. anti-spiral from the finale of um, Tengentopaga and Lagan. Yeah. Um, well, a, okay, oh, that's it's an a anime. finale. Yes. That, that's, that's, a pretty, cool. that's a pretty big finale. You don't get much bigger than that as a finale. Um. I mean, yeah, admittedly, there's a little um, sort of post-story boss, but he sort of shows up for about four turns and then buggers off again. And he is unique to the game. You know, he is one of the original characters. Um, and the, the, the uh, Z3.2 picks up pretty much where the previous game left off. It's like the, 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 the big battle at the end of the previous game happened. But, oh, look, stuff's still happening. So... Um, I suppose the biggest comparison I made was at the beginning of Super Robot Wars Alpha 3, um, after a couple of stages, in, you, there was a, um, unlike this game, there was a, you had a choice between four protagonists that you could pick, uh, two male, two female. And um, there were a couple of stages that in, basically introduced their characters, introduced the mecha that they pilot, and kind of introduced a little bit about their personal storylines. And then after that, it was, it brought, all of the previous um, game's characters together, aside from the ones that weren't reappearing, um, for a big conflict in uh, the asteroid belt, uh, as per with some plot from the anime series Gal Gaigar. And then what it then does after a couple of stages is it splits off into a protagonist-centric route split, which goes on for, like, eight stages. But it also kind of skips um, the in-universe time forward about three months or so. Um, and what that serves to do is to depower um, some of the more powerful things that um, the previous game had, had set up, um, so you can basically unlock them again later. Um, it's a little bit like what Metroid does to Samus, frequently. Uh, yeah. Um, and Z3.2 does basically the same thing. Um, it brings all of the characters together because they were together at the end of the previous game. And then um, it, there is a route split. Everyone sort of has to go their separate ways. And then the game skips forward three months um, to, you know, kind of reduce your, your fighting force a little bit further. Everyone's kind of on the end of their, on the end of their ropes. The, the more advanced mecha have sort of been taken in for repairs and people are piloting crappier ones and stuff. But Z3.2 does seem to get started a lot quicker you know people get their stronger units a lot quicker um the main character receives a proper upgrade to his unit in stage 31 out of a 63 stage game which is pretty good for as far as those sort of things go 
Um, yeah, so I need to finish that. Um, I'm sure I can wax poetic about it some more once I'm actually done with it. And not to bore people endlessly to death talking about giant robots. <laughs> there was a lot of detail about robots. <laughs> eh, it's, it's the game series that I like going into detail about. Oh, the right. other one I've been playing is, or got back into, was Gundam Breaker 2, which I think I described as, um, imagine Dynasty Warriors Gundam where you build your own Gundam. Ah, okay. Um, mostly I went back to that one because um, they've released a bunch of um, free DLC like, it's not even DLC, it's just free updates to it that add a bunch of new stages to the game. Um, admittedly, they reuse the same maps, but um, they've added a bunch of new parts as well for your creation, as it were. And, uh, yeah, so I've, mostly, I've been playing those, doing some of the really hard missions. Um, I finally, finally upgraded to a bigger unit um, because you can actually get parts for both... Um, uh, high-grade models, which are scale 1 in 144, but you can also get master-grade parts, which are 1 in 100, so you get a bigger unit, it's got uh, better stats, all that kind of stuff. So I, I built a new, uh, basically a new unit, and uh, yeah, I've been trying to chew my way through the, the really hard missions. Funnily enough, they're really quite hard. <laughs> oh, good. Hard missions are hard. Yeah, I mean, th- this is all post-game stuff. I've already rolled, I rolled credits on it months ago. But, um, you know, I've wanted, and I finished the game with a, with a, with a small high-grade unit, so I didn't even bother with the, the master-grade stuff. Um, master-grade? No, Isn't that how you rank the models? Yeah, okay. because Gundam Breaker 2 is all, it's all about Gumpla fighting each other. Oh, okay. That's, that's how you, that's the reason why there's this whole mechanic about building your own Gundam. Is all right, then. You basically kitbash one. Out of uh, head, torso, arms, legs, backpack, and then head, shoulders, you know, knees, uh, and toes, knees and toes. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say then a, a melee weapon, a ranged weapon, and a shield, basically. Um, and those things can be. There is a lot of variety in that. You can do all kinds of stuff with that creation process. Um, I'm actually fairly boring, considering some of the stuff I've seen online. I am pretty boring. There are some very, very, very creative and talented people out there when it comes to making these. You you should go play with them. Yeah, well, I mean, because once you've built your unit, you can recolor it, you can put stickers on it, you can do all kinds of crap with it. Stickers, eh? Yeah, you know those little decal things that you put on, like the shoulder pieces and stuff? Um, It, yeah. There are some very, very creative people out there, and it makes my units look extremely boring. Oh, you poor thing. So, um, I will probably, um, since I haven't actually kind of finished the unit that I want to, to pilot, um, I have a, uh, a backpack that I want to use, but um, it uh, has a level requirement, and I haven't quite hit that yet. So. Uh, fair. Um, yeah, um, anything else? Anything else? Oh, yeah, and then a non-mecha-related news. I've been playing that new WWE game because David's getting me into professional wrestling. Which release? On PC, like, this week. Oh, I heard the PC version had issues. Yeah, I actually encountered a couple of them, but um, they were entirely graphics, and I haven't... They've either patched them, or I haven't run into them since I, since Tuesday. So the chain wrestling slowdown thing isn't happening for you? Nope. Okay, good. 
No, I've had no. I've had no. Gra- I've had a couple of graphical glitches, but that's it. Um, the rope, the rope physics are a little bit funny, but um, yeah, that mostly only seems to be the case when you're walking around uh, the edge of the ring. Which only seems to happen in tag matches mostly, and even then, it's just a little bit of funny arm movement, and that's about it. And there are videos on YouTube of, of all kinds of weird glitches that you can do with some of the things in that because of how physics works on uh, objects like ladders, so and tables. Mm. So, yeah. Two quality. This is this is the two quality area era. Okay. Um, it's pretty fun though. I mean, for for someone uh, a surface fan of wrestling, it's it's actually pretty good. Mm. All right, I'm done. All right. Ow. Finally, Alice done with her really um, eclectic game choices. Oh, I'm just kidding. What's uh? Let's see. We've got somebody named Roberto in the Twitch chat who wants a shout-out. Here's your shout-out. Let's see. In the regular chat, we have... Oh! Oh, they're talking about what they've been playing in the regular chat. Here. Let's let's throw this into the segment. All right, let's see. Uh, People have been playing... Oh, wait, where did it all go? I can't scroll well. Uh, People have been playing Survive an Earthquake in Michigan. Okay. And uh, Power Lord has been playing Banjo-Kazooie, Batman Arkham City, and White Knight. I don't know what White Knight is. White Knight Chronicles? Oh, that White Knight? Oh, that stupid game. Um, (laughs) Tig's Panther's been playing Final Fantasy XIV, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and Valkyria Chronicles. All right. And, of course, there's some sort of giant uh, Banjo-Kazooie folks making a new game, and they have a Kickstarter that's hit 1.6 million dollars in a day because insanity i think they're over a million pounds nice million was what they needed for um yeah they're over a million pounds million is what they needed for simultaneous launch across all platforms they really lowballed their initial um ask yeah so that they could put a I'm lot trying of to figure out if i there. like their art style a chameleon is weird. You know, looking. again, it's. I think I've said this in a few different places, but this is exactly the kind of game that I want to watch during a GDQ. Oh, okay. That's kind of a weird niche use for a game, but all right. Because I am terrible at these kind of games. The last one that I played was probably Spyro 2. And I listened to my pros. Is that, I, I don't understand. I How come. These kind of games doesn't include stuff like Super Mario 3D World. Um, because it's different. How is it different? It's a 3D platformer. Yeah, but it doesn't have any collection element to it. Yes, it does. Mm. You tell me you don't have to collect things in the the Mario games. Of course you do. There's at least three coins per level. And if you don't do the collections, you don't get to, you know, experience all the interesting parts of the levels. Okay. Oh, and Power Lord says White Knight is a adventure horror game. Oh, okay. So. Ew. <laughs> Anna's still discussing. All right, so let's see. Ukulele is the name of this Banjo-Kazooie sequel thing. Okay. <laughs> they've gotten to a million, so they've filled all their original stretch goals, I guess. A million pounds. And let's see, what's next? For 1.1 1. 1 million pounds. Going old school, N64 shader mode. 
plus plus a credits rap video, just like the old DK rap, I guess. <laughs> um, no, this will be GK rap, of course. Let's see, and one point two million pounds. This is dumb. It's a let's play. It's a let's play. They'll have a developer walkthrough and commentary video. Actually, that would be cool. I like no, that. The, the fans do that. You don't need to. No, I think it's cool when the developers play their own game. <sighs> yeah, but if <laughs> then what's the point of me buying it? I just watch them play it. Then watch them play it. Oh, all right. Yeah, I just I'm bad at these games, so all I right. like watching other people play. This them. is Kickstarter coverage, so there are two things we have to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, for five pounds, you get special thanks in the ukulele credits. That's your that's your entry point. It costs uh, ten pounds to get a copy of the game, which is like fifteen bucks. However, if you have seven thousand five hundred seventy U.S. dollars, or now it's seven thousand eight hundred fifty U.S. dollars, they're confused. These are there's still ten out of ten of these left. Yes, that's right. The game has gotten one point six million pounds. Not a single one of the top end five thousand pound options has been purchased. You get VIP guest attendance at a live orchestra concert in Germany. Premium seating at a live orchestra concert in Germany featuring music by Platonic composers David Weiss and Grant Kirkhope, followed by dinner with the music duo and the Platonic team, plus all previous physical rewards. Um, yeah. Whatever. Um, I don't know if you get to actually be in the game on that one. Uh, and, of course, travel is not included. Uh, if you'd like to be in the game, you can be a voice actor for only £3,375. And you get a voice acting credit, which means you get on IMDb. And I like this one. For £675, you get a video conference with Platonic Development Team to help us solve a design challenge and shape the final version of Ukulele. Includes the box edition of the game, plus special thanks and enhanced PC toy box reward. How do they know that they're going to have a problem that you can contribute to? Because there are always problems in game development. I like. I do like it. It's like phone a friend. So yeah. they're going to have like 10 backers here. That all right, well, let's ask a fan what they think. Yeah. And that's either going to go really well or really bad. <laughs> <laughs> they were stupid, but at least we figured out what we should do instead of the crap they told us. Right, and that's the thing. is It's like <laughs> the person that they phoned may not have the right answer to it, Yeah, but they may lead them to the right answer. I hope so. All right. So you go read more about that on Kickstarter, uh, whatever. Um, all right, let's do some feedback. Oh, question of the week. Um, do we have a question of the week, Anna? Because my question is going to be, do you give a crap about ukulele? Well, I asked people on Twitter and Facebook to email us if they bought games off of the um, Golden Week sale. But if they didn't, maybe we can just do that next week. Okay. And I just opened up Farmville 2 and there's a parade with like cow balloons and stuff going by on my uh, screen. It's very weird. Okay. I shouldn't have opened that game. I forgot to clean out this account. Clean out the... Oh, you didn't look at the mail for me. Oh, sorry. Oh. Let's see. I we don't have that here in the type UK. 1 diabetes, so. What don't you have in the, in the UK, Tiggs Panther? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. Hey, all right, let's uh, let's hit some uh, feedback. Uh, first off, from our message boards, we have a message from Budai. It says, I wish they would release Final Fantasy XI on a disc, 
completely rebounds for single-player offline. That would be awesome. They're doing it for the phone. Yeah, except it won't be completely rebounds for single-player offline. It's going to be completely rebounds for free-to-play. Oops. Yeah, that's not the same. Nope. Also, who wants to... Well, I don't know. I guess having it on mobile itself isn't a terrible idea. It's just... I don't know. I don't know. All right, Victor in the forum said, OMG, I wanted to laugh when I heard how much money you spent on Puzzle and Dragons. But that would be complete hypocrisy because I've burned literally hundreds of dollars on Gauntlet Legends and Gauntlet Dark Legacy and coin-operated video arcades back when arcades were still a thing. Free-to-play games are just the new quarter suckers. You're not wrong, but it feels worse because they're not asking me for a quarter. And I don't get to put in a quarter and get something of value. I get to put in $28.99 into Final Fantasy Record Keeper and maybe get something of value in a 30-second random draw animation. I I just wish it felt like your money was going to something significant rather than these little pop draw things. Some free-to-play games do that better than others, is I think. Yeah, I guess so. What it boils down to. I just... I mean, for 30 bucks, I know I get to play a long time in in the arcade. And the only way to have that equivalency in the, um, in the free-to-play uh, realm is to only spend your money on stamina, right? Or energy or whatever your game is gated by. Right. Which, I mean, there's some value to that, but at the same time, it just doesn't feel the same to me for some reason. I don't know. Hmm. How do you fix free-to-play games? That's my question of the week for you. Yeah. Because that'll be easy. <laughs> All right. Find an answer. Let me know. Yeah, please. <laughs> let everybody know. Let, let the world know. All right. Hold on. Let me scroll to my first story down here. Okay. Speaking of free-to-play games, Terra Battle has some news. They've hit 2 million downloads. And you know what that means? Console games. Console games. And just to remind people, the console game is not going to be like the mobile game. Oh, really? Console game is going to be its own thing. Oh, okay. There is no guarantee or promise that any of the mechanics in the phone game are going to move over to the console game. Really? I didn't know that. All right. Yes. I didn't remember that. He probably told me when we interviewed him. (laughs) When we did that interview, he was very, very specific that the console game would be a standalone uh, function and that they would design it as a console game. So to celebrate the announcement of 2 million downloads, they had the Earthbound Papas, which is Uematsu's band, play a song. And put it up on uh, YouTube so you it's can really good. see them watch a song live in somebody's basement where they have lots and lots of soundtracks, including some Final Fantasy game soundtracks that you can pick out on the wall there. I wonder if this is Uematsu's house or something. If it is, it's a pretty awesome basement. Anna, we're going to make our basement look like this, okay? Sure. I'll see you later. I thought, man, uh, yeah, well, it's a lot of shelving i got to buy. Mm, maybe you could just put together the shelving that we have. And let's go to our next story. <laughs> Just saying. Before I get more work. Mm-hmm. Van Helsing's third adventure gets two new classes. Uh, they announced the, the Elementalist is one of the new classes, and the Protector. The Elementalist is a magic user class. Protector is in our melee class. If you want to see more on that, they got a video up on the site. Anyone excited for Van Helsing 3, which comes out sometime next month? Hey, maybe we could start play and finish Van Helsing, Van Helsing 2. 2. 
Did you even finish Van Helsing 1? Yes, you helped me. I just didn't remember. And I remember. wanted to jump right into Hel- Van Helsing 2, and you said no, and I pestered you for like two weeks. You did not pester me for two weeks. And you were like, I never feel like playing it. I never feel like playing it. So I stopped pestering you. Now I'm going to pester you again. No, 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 no. I'd rather play Diablo 3. <laughs> That's my problem. Mm-hmm. Is that really a bad problem? All right, I should make a new game. Which, fortunately, Steam now has a release of RPG Maker 2003. <laughs> nice segue. So I can go and make a new RPG for me and Anna to play. Oh, boy. What do you think? Alice, you in on RPG Maker 2003? Uh, is that before or after RPG Maker VX Ace? Because I can't remember. It is before VX Ace and before VX and before XP. <laughs> ah. I have VX Ace. Yes, so. VX Ace is the current one, and it's yeah. available. But instead of making your game look like an inexpensive indie game, you can make it look more like a pixelized SNES game with RPG Maker 2003. All right. I don't know what it is about the higher resolution that pixel art and line art gets, the more cheap your game looks. And that's a weird human perception issue, isn't it? Yeah, don't worry. Every game is made in RPG Maker. Oh, okay, good. And it's really important that when you see a game that's in that style, that you ask the dev if they. Is this made RPG, it RPG Maker? Maker? Okay, so they can say no. Or even better, you can just assume that just it's assume been made it? in RPG Maker. Yeah, it's yes. obviously just a piece of trash RPG Maker game. Yes, and make sure that you tell them it looks like it was made in RPG Maker. Developers love that. They love that. All yeah. right, good. It's fantastic feedback. <laughs> Looks like your game was made using d- default Unity art assets. That's, <laughs> that's that going to be version? the new thing in two yep. years. Of course. Yeah, two is. years? It's, it's really now. Is. Now it is. I, I don't well, even know. Hey, I mean, speaking of Unity, uh, they <laughs> Kerbal Space Program finally got out of uh, beta. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. Nah, just, I know it's not, it's not an RPG. But no, no. Congratulations to Kerbal Space Program for getting out of that because yeah they are actually they they have now put a release out so they've left early access good for them all right Avernum 2 speaking of uh, RPG maker games <laughs> Avernum 2 Crystal <laughs> Souls the HD remake of the second game in the original series has been removed from the iOS app store and the other titles from Spiderweb software may not be far behind so yeah Spiderweb software I think we covered this a few weeks ago it's a, it's um, the same thing as other things we covered a few weeks ago. The the iOS version updates have broken the game, and they're just, yeah. you know. So they have decided they are no longer going to develop for mobile platforms. It's just they're not selling well on there, so why put in the effort to update the games? Yep. So pull them so that people don't get mad by buying them and seeing that they're broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And, uh, of course, all those games are still available on PC and Mac. It kind of stinks if you bought them and now it doesn't work. And yeah, you're never guaranteed that a game is going to work from version to version. That's no. how the App Store works, and it creates an incredible amount of insecurity in app purchases. So, are we going to talk about Seasons of the Wolf? Uh, Seasons of the Wolf? Yes. No, we're going to talk. Oh yeah. About Seasons of the Wolf. All right. Yeah, you're good. Winter, nice Wolves. Winter Wolves Games has put out a visual novel RPG hybrid called Tales of Avar... 
Oh my gosh, why does everyone's game sound the same? Avadon, Avalon, Avaron. It's Erevorn. This is Erevorn. Oh, okay, you're right, Anna. How different that is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nick. Seasons of the Wolf now has DLC. So, oh, this game's already existed for a while, hasn't yes. it? Yes. So this is an expansion. We've talked about it, yeah. It picks up at the end of the game. It's $10. And for those who played Lauren the Amazon Princess, this is in the same... Um, lore world. Mm. This so, looks like an RPG Maker game. <laughs> you should tell them that, Chris. No, I'm not they... telling them that. <laughs> so all I'm seeing is it, okay. It's a visual novel thing. So, so if anybody's played this, or if anybody's played Lore and the Amazon Princess, shoot us a message. And you know, in the message forums or email us because none of us have played this, and we have a review, but. We want to hear from you guys, too. Oh. And now something to excite Chris. Oh, 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 oh. Xenoblade X has an English show- showcase. This was a video that Nintendo of America put out showing off um, eight minutes of Xenoblade X stuff. Um, there's no new gameplay details, but some localization details like the naming of the game's mechanized units... Uh, they're called Skells, S-K-E-L-L-S. And then there's a Nintendo li- uh, Treehouse live stream with some more... In other words, there's two videos you should go watch about Xenoblade Chronicles on our site. Go there. Click the button and watch the YouTube embed and get us lots of ad revenue. That's my... That's my... That's, that's, your, that's your mission? Our... YouTube videos aren't monetized. No, but they get ad hits by coming to the site to watch them rather than uh, going to YouTube. Ah. So the Actually, crack- everything right now is Omega Quintent, which, yeah. <laughs> it's a, that, oh, I shouldn't go into those details. Yeah, so never mind. <laughs> we, we may have some news on advertisements at some point later this year. Oh, good. That'd be cool. We, uh, we are working it out before we officially announce anything. Oh, so, hey, Chris. Is that my idea? Will we get rid of ads, or is this a different plan? Um, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Still working it out. All right. So, hey, Chris. Yeah. I know what you want to play. Um, you want to play you know what I want to play? crappy version of Final Fantasy IV The After Years. Wait. Can I play a good version instead? Yes. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, that's not the one coming to Steam. Oh, oh, this stinks. They're bringing the 3D version? Correct. So for oh. those, uh, so Final Fantasy IV, the After yeah. Years is coming to Steam. It's actually out, I think, uh, May 12th. So you still have time to pre-order with a 10% discount. So Final Fantasy IV, the After Years has sort of had a colored history. It is an episodic game that was originally released on mobile and then went to the Wii Virtual Console. No, it was released on PSP. Oh, no, no. Hold on. So first it Wait, was mobile. Wait, no. Really? And then it was Wii. Oh. And then they made a collection, Final Fantasy IV Complete, on the PSP. Yeah. Which is how I played it. Yeah. You get four... That's also the version I've got as well. Yeah, so you had get an, that seems like an the enhanced best version. version of four, but it's still 2D. And uh, the after years. And after that, they then made a 3D version in the same engine they made Final Fantasy IV DS. Yeah. And that came out last year on iOS and Android. So 
is the after year story any good? Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's is it is it's it stand a shallow, up? It's as shallow as Final Fantasy IV story. Yeah, but Final Fantasy IV is a respected game that's fun to go back and play, even with the shallow tropes. Right. Is the after so years as like classic four, as that game? Uh, your mileage may vary. I enjoyed it. Well, what would my mileage vary based on? Um, how much you can stand the cheese? It's really cheesy. I mean, it's like fanfic level of cheesy. And so you could make that worse by adding cheesy voice acting, is the idea. Oh, gosh. So that you shouldn't Does play the 3D. Does it have voice acting? Well, the 3D version of Final Fantasy IV did. Uh, did it? Yeah. Hey, did they get Liam O'Brien back for Kane Highwind? Because he did a really, really good Kane Highwind. Wait, wait, wait. How can you say did he? And, oh, he did it in Dissidia, didn't he? He did it yeah, in he Dissidia did. games. Yeah, because yeah, Cecil and, Cecil and uh, Kane were really well voiced in Dissidia. Yeah, but Wait, it was still cheesy. No, I thought it was... Oh. Okay, now, we're going to have to have a discussion on this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is it Cecil or Cecil? I call him Cecil. Because he's say, British. See, I say Cecil because his son is Theodore. Yeah, I think I think Cecil or is, is the correct pronunciation based on his Japanese name, but... Hey. I'm British, so I, I hear the word wait, Cecil. Wait, wait, what okay. are their Japanese names? Oh, uh, let me check. It's what it sounded uh, like, isn't it? <laughs> it sounded like uh, Alice yeah, just felt... Cecil. Cecil? Yeah. Oh, so Cecil would be accurate. Japanese, Japanese reading of Cecil. Okay. Se. Wait, Sashiro they have a Se? I think it's C. Sh- yeah, of course they do. All right, and S-E-S-H-I-R-U. No, no, I get uh. it. And what about uh, Theodore's name? Uh, oh, what's his name? Sorry, Theodore. Theodore. No, I mean, what's the Japanese version? Well, he has to look it up. Give it a minute. C-E-O-D-O-R-A. Yeah, this is what you listen to the RPG cast. We Google, yeah. so you don't have to. Uh, Seodore. S E O D O O R U. Seodore. Yeah, Simon U, obviously. Alvin, Simon, Seodore. Dude. Well, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Wait, so it's Seodore, not Seodore? So it's Cecil. So it's Cecil and Seodore. Ah, that's going to drive me crazy. Ah, so we're both they right, do Anna. Start, they do start with the same uh, katakana, S-E, C. So it'd be Salador. Salador. Eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just sometimes find that well, if there I shouldn't don't know be how... These alter- there shouldn't be these optional pronunciations with Japanese. I, that's I, why I'm... I just find that if I don't know how to pronounce something in a JRPG... Go and look up the kanji, like the katakana pronunciation, because it's a phonetic language and allows yeah. me to go and look that up. Yeah, so but you've I just thought... pronounced it two different ways after looking at the phonetic language. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that's not helping us. Darn you! Square Enix! Hey, this is for my benefit, not yours. Oh, alright. And the funny thing is, is I just, I cannot remember for the life of me what way it was pronounced in Dissidia. I actually can't remember either. Uh, I'm gonna have to do some research. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Final Fantasy IV, um, if you get the um, collector's edition of Heaven's Wood, uh, you can get the um, you can get Cecil's um, Dark Knight armor and also the circlet that um, Paladin Cecil wears. 
but not the white uh, so, armor that Paladin Cecil wears. I don't think you get the I don't think you get the white armor. But given that they've previously included um, the, like the Warrior of Light armor as a drop in Final Fantasy, it doesn't seem like completely out there. You know that they they put like armor modeled off his Paladin garb in for Paladins. You know, make it a a a, a, a raid boss drop or something. Yeah. There's apparently a new Elvin Simon and C- uh, Elvin and the Chipmunks series. Anna, we have to go watch this. Ooh. It's going to be air- awful. Oh, yeah. All right. Playism has announced that One Way Heroics is getting an enhanced edition. Uh, One Way Heroics Plus. Oh, it's available now for 7 bucks on Playism's website. Steam release coming later. Possibly already out by the time you hear this. Um, possibly already out before you hear this. <laughs> I, I just don't have a good way to confirm that right now. Because I killed um, all my Steam client for other reasons. So here's the interesting thing is this <laughs> game has <laughs> been remade <laughs> twice. <laughs> has it? So there's One Way Heroics, One Way yeah. Heroics Plus, And then there's actually a game coming out from Spike Chunsoft that's based on One Way Heroics. Well, that's not a remake then. Yeah, um, I was going to say, uh, Playism are in my eternal good books. They are seriously good uh, sort of game provider. Well, they're bringing over a Toho. Yeah, they are. They they actually are. I don't know. Did we cover that on the last podcast? We did actually. Oh, did we? Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, they you know they they get my they get my eternal sort of good. They're in my eternal good looks just for that, basically. Uh, yeah, you needed to put a space in there. Hmm. It says you already have it. What? One Way Heroics. Yeah, I have One Way Heroics. But what's interesting is in their Steam announcements, they announced the Playism release of One Way Heroics Plus. Right. Which, that doesn't sound like Steam would be okay with that. They're like, go buy it over here. (laughs) And they don't even mention... They yeah. don't even mention when the Steam one's coming. That's funny. <laughs> That's weird to put that on your Steam page. Hey, go buy this enhanced version of your... What? What? No. Okay. Codemasters has announced Overlord Fellowship of Evil. Dun, dun, dun. It's like a co-op Overlord game, to sum that up really quickly. Action RPG Combat, it's like Overlord games. The the minions need to go find new overlords and they find four candidates and now you go and do evil things together. So coming out later this year, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. We got a trailer up on the site. Go check that out. This is something I noticed on the App Store yesterday myself. Ease Chronicles 1 is on mobile. So is this the real Ease 1? or No, this is the Ease 1 and 2 package, right? It is taken from the PC and PSP remakes but tweaked to work on modern devices okay so do you get both games with this or just the one i think you just get the one with this for five dollars okay that's not a bad price or you can go you know on the pc and get both for yeah this is the one where you just run into things to kill them right i think so at least that's how it used to work i don't know if that's still how it works Mm -hmm. all right do you want to throw down five bucks and we'll play it on the trip no okay do you Eh, i could go either way if you want to then sure Okay. I got plenty of things I can play on the on the trip. <laughs> I've got the entirety of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic on my iPad I could just play. Mm. That's 
That's a lot of gameplay. <laughs> I, I couldn't finish it on the trip if I wanted to. Um, all right. Witcher 3 uh, has a new trailer out. Something about the precious cargo quest, which I'm sure means that they're shipping a human somewhere or something like that. Yeah, no, no. It's basically they put out a trailer that shows one of the earlier quests in the oh, okay. game. It has so, a horse race. Yes. So, so go watch that trailer and get hyped for uh, Witcher 3. Yes. Right? You can show investigation, combat, and horse racing. Nay. And it's coming out in two weeks. Oh, it's very soon. Mm-hmm. Trulon, the Shadow Engine, is a steampunk adventure RPG uh, with a card-based battle system. It's out now on iOS. Yep. Anna, why don't we own this? Um, how much is it? Four ninety-nine. Mm, that's probably why. Once it starts to get up to about five dollars, we start to look at the game and decide if we really want it, because uh, we have comparative values about what's worth it on a different system so i mean it looks cute so i certainly wouldn't try mind giving it a try the cons- the concepts are good but is it executed well is my question right. mm. i could go find out more at their official site that's where i'll get a fail and balanced review of the game right <laughs> come on what's it called trulon well, while Chris is looking that up, I get to Google, Google, Google over New Atelier Verona. Yeah, I, I put this story in for you. It's just new media for Atelier Verona. Yes, so we get to see concept art for the chibis, and we get to see screenshots of various things. So the only bummer is, is we still don't have a localization announced for this. This is the new 3DS version. Yes. So, new Atelier Verona, the origin story of the Alchemist of Arlen. <sighs> because on top of having the con- having a lot of the content from Atelier Verona Plus, it also has a prequel story where you get to play as Sturkenberg and Astrid who is the master of Arona, and Arona is the master of Totori, and Totori is the master of Miruru. So that makes Astrid her master's master's master, and thus she has to do what she says. So I'm pretty stoked for this game. I hope that they announce a localization maybe at E3. And coming out June 4th, if you can read Japanese. Yay. And care to import uh, Power Lord points out that E6 came out on Windows this week again yeah. on GOG and Steam. Yeah, we've talked about that a couple times on the oh, podcast already. Yeah, because they announced that it was they announced two games were coming, including the Ark and Epishtim, and then they announced the release date for the Ark of Epishtim, and then it came out. Epishtim. The Ark of Epishtim. The Ark of The Ark of Neptunia U Limited Edition is unleashed. <laughs> called Neptune, Hyperdimension Neptunia U Action Unleashed. It has a limited edition. It's the next Hyperdimension Neptunia U game. Which, what is that? It's Oh, it's its own thing. It's a new hack and slash RPG spinoff of the Hyperdimension Neptunia games. <sighs> okay. So this one, I think Alice might get a kick out of, but I don't know if... Yeah, it's coming to Europe. So this is Ayu Senki, which is an 
tactical RPG visual novel. And the idea behind the game is that... Wait, what is Iusinki? I don't know. What does that mean? Where did you see that? It's the name of the game. It's Hyperdimension Neptunia U Action. No, I moved on to the next No, I, no, no, no. We have, a hy- we have a limited edition. We have to talk about what comes in a limited edition. It's okay. always... This is, so, this is our thing, Anna. This is our thing. Does it come with a cloth map? It comes with a collector's box. Does it come with a pillow that you can... It comes with a Hyperdimension Neptunia U the Game for Vita. Mm-hmm. It comes with a soundtrack CD. And it comes with a... It comes with a... It comes with a purple heart body pillowcase. <laughs> the so, pillow's not included. Can I move on now? Yes. <laughs> so, Ayu Senki. I have no idea. A-U Senki. I don't know. Alice, how do you pronounce that? E-I-Y-U-U. A-U. A-U. A-U Senki. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well get close to your I mic try. and tell us um, what that means. I have no idea. Not you. Alice. Oh. I need to see the kanji. Well, go look at it. <laughs> hey, you sinky. So Fruitback Factory has released some new screenshots and an open video for the game. Uh, it's coming to PS3. It's going to be released in North America and Europe later in 2015. No you... full release date yet. Yeah. So this is a game from 2013. Hold on. I want to say, check this out. It takes place in an alternative world where female versions of historical figures battle for world domination. I want to play Girl Napoleon. Yes, there is Girl Napoleon. Um, Which is, I mean, it's a visual novel, tactical RPG, where girls rule the world. I mean, this kind of screams Alice to me. Uh, it's a it, it's a visual novel. It's a um uh uh it's an R-rated visual novel. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <it> seriously? <laughs> yeah. Nobody's mentioned that in the story here. Hey, if you do a quick Google, if you just do a Google search for AU Senki, um, yeah. You will get things uh, that AU you Senki do not Gold want to put on the stream. Second series of R18 turn-based strategy games by Tenko. So does that um, mean so it's does that mean it's more tame than an H game? They, they they might have sanitized it. Wow. You know, like, well, that girl isn't wearing any underwear, and you know it. No, I'm I'm question is is it <laughs> is it more is a R18 game more sanitized than an H game? No, I mean R18 and H game are they're the same so thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, adults only here, unless they've like totally I mean, censored it's, it. It's they, hard to say what like, the rating is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. What they do sometimes is um like. Visual novels that receive a lot of success on like um, PC platforms, particularly in Dujin ones, is they'll basically clean the uh, clean the R18 stuff out. Well, but this then, came like, out on PS3 in Japan already, yeah, so it must have been cleaned it's probably out. Probably a sanitized version of it. Yeah, that doesn't have quite. I mean, it probably has plenty of TNA. So, so let me ask: Can I go to Playism and get the real version? Uh, probably not. Oh, okay. And what good are I they? Think, I don't think Playism has ever actually sold sold anything that's R-rated. Oh, all right. Um, you'd pretty much have to go to the source for that and rely on translation patches or something. Oh, boy. All right. I'm excited for the next story. You're not... Anna, do you want to play this game, though? Yes. A.U. Senki? Yes. Okay. I thought you would. 
a bunch of girls in a tactical RPG based on a manga. Yeah. Oh, and it's an H game. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you played Honey. I played Pop. Honey Pop, and I played it for the gameplay. Uh, sure you did. I also yeah. read Playboy for the articles. I read Playboy I for the articles. <laughs> hey, they had a really good article about the sexism in the Avengers. It was awesome. Hang on a sec. I find a suitable gift for this. <laughs> so while Alice is searching for things that we can't put on the stream. They put out another trailer for Knights of Pen and Paper 2, and this time it has 60 FPS. <laughs> really? Yep. What does it need 60 frames per second for? Because it's a PC game. Oh, boy. You can't tell, though. <laughs> no, no, that's that's not true. If what? you put the, the previous trailer that came out earlier this year and the new trailer that came out this week together, there is a marked difference. I, I thought this was just a joke. Like, hey, we've got 60 frames per second gameplay in a game that doesn't actually care or notice in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I didn't realize it was legit that people cared about that. The The first game was kind of... Look at it. Look at it. Witness this new, this new 60 frames a second high-def gameplay trailer. This is from Paradox Interactive. Yes. Uh, isn't the motion so fluid, so lifelike? Like that, of a, <laughs> like that movie about a hobbit, but more realistic. It reminds me of looking through a window onto a scene of bearded teenagers wearing ridiculous outfits, accosting innocent blobs of goo in the hopes of acquiring a little gold or the drop of a rare item. But enough about my time at Minecon. What was your impression from this realer than real gameplay footage? See, Anna, they're just it's a joke. Mm-hmm. But it is actually People a good actually trailer. side by side in it? Yeah. Alright. I mean some of the animations don't even run at sixty. You're excited for this game, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. When's Night and Pen and Paper 2 coming out? May 14th. All right. No, wait. Let me double check. May 14th. Yeah, that was okay. right. I did, just, I don't know which platform I'm going to get it on. Did Night and Pen and Paper Plus One Edition ever come, did the features added to that ever come back to iOS? Mm-hmm. Mm. I played it on the PC, so I have no idea. Okay, then. Uh, what else we got here? Summon Knight 5 and Class of Heroes 3 have been announced to be coming to the West thanks to Gaijin Works. Uh, and the, they're working with Monkey Paw Games again. Which one of those is Victor's? Gaijin. Okay. What's Monkey Paw then? Are they Company the one who make the games? With? Hmm? Company he works with. Oh, well, okay. So Gaijin Works is literally just Victor. No, it's a little more than that. Okay. <laughs> Which would be... Uh, are, is uh, your friend in one of those? Nope. Okay, that's, he's in a different... Oh, right, they renamed themselves. Choice provisions. Because yeah. there was too many... Gaijins. <laughs> yeah. I'm surrounded by Gaijin. Um, let's see. Uh, the They're going to be releasing Summon Night 5 and Classic Heroes 3 for PlayStation Portable in North America and Europe. Uh, they're also working together with Monkey Paul Games to release the two titles... Um, on Vita. So Monkey Paul will be porting them to Vita, I guess. Or doing something. Um, n- no. No, it has nothing to do with that. They're, they're PSP they're... games, and like all PSP games, Sony can also make them available on the Vita. Oh, okay. So they're just working with Monkey Paul to localize them. hmm Okay. Both games also receive a poll at a later date to determine potential interest in a physical release. <laughs> I guess they're not going to go for another Kickstarter. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
Summon Knight 5 is a strategy RPG. Class of Heroes 3, of course, is the sequel to Class of Heroes 2. Um, and apparently they keep getting better over as you get to the later ones in the series. So there you go. Class of Heroes stuff. You can go look at some screenshots from it on our site. And I'll just leave you with that. Uh, Lord of Magna arrives in June. That's from Exceed Games. They're publishing this tactical RPG called Lord of Magna Made in Heaven. Uh, it's coming out on June 2nd, exclusively on the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, it'll be 40 bucks, And if you get the first print physical edition, you also get a 28-track soundtrack CD, which is actually a pretty good pack-in bonus. Mm. What? I'm waiting on reviews because it did not review well in Japan. Okay. Also, I got pulled off Amazon for Why? a little while in Japan because oh, right. the description kind of lied. Ooh, lame. <laughs> Tokyo Xanadu now has a release date. If you're like me and you don't know what Tokyo Xanadu is, you'll be able to find out on September 30th, 2015. It's from Neon, Neon Falcon, so it's the Ease People. That's their new action RPG. Oh, we have talked about this before. Um, mm-hmm. They announced a fourth main character called Yuki Shinomiya. And da, 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 da. max party size of three members... And it's an action RPG, and press the X button a lot. This is coming out on what? Vita. Oh, it's a Vita game. Oh, my gosh. Stop the presses, folks. We've got, like, a legitimate design for Vita Vita game here. What? I don't know how to handle this. We don't get these very often. So if you've been waiting for a legit design for Vita Vita game, and an RPG, no less, Tokyo Xanadu is where you need to put your money to show support for that concept. So Go pre-order it now. Let's get more. I want more Vita RPGs. We have competition for longest indie game title. What is it? We'll fight for food. Super actual sellout game of the hour. Ooh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So this is out on steam. Now it is an RPG brawler in which, uh, the main character dent who is a disgraced wrestler, tries to set his life straight after losing his own tournament. And we have a trailer up, or you can check it out on Steam. It's $6. I'm just glad. I I wish they had stuck edition at the end of that title, so it was the Game of the Hour edition. But, you know, whatever. So how does this game work? You want to run and beat things up? Yeah. Brawler RPG. All I know is he's attacking bears and tigers. I don't know what's going on. This looks weird. It's an indie game. It's out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, because we're going in reverse order today. Yep. So I don't know if it reviewed well at all, but it's uh, there it is. Uh, you need to get me a pizza. <laughs> I know. I saw that. <laughs> um, Idea Factory has announced some dates in the in regards to the Neptunia series. Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2, Sisters Generation, and Rebirth 3, V Generation, um, are both coming out on PC. Um, 2 will be out on May 19th, so just a couple weeks. And Rebirth 3 will be out in fall 2015. Uh, and uh, Rebirth 3's Vita version will be out in summer of 2015. Screenix has a new trailer out for Rise of Mana, which is a new mana game. It's on Vita. Another Vita game! 
Oh, wait. It already came out on iOS and Android. That's right. Oh, I've downloaded this. Yeah, on the, off the Japanese app store. I didn't try and play it, though. Uh, I don't remember if it was any good. I should actually try and pull that off. See if it's any good. But at least... Or wait for it to come to Vita, where you have buttons. Buttons are nice. I have a controller for my iPad, but I don't know... You know, you never have it with you when you need it. It's just not the same. Go Vita. Plus, Vila has that OLED screen. Yum. Oh, what else we got here? Etrian Odyssey 2 Untold has another trailer. You should go check that out on the site. Uh, just to refresh you. 2015. Summer 2015 for the release date on that. The Witch and the Hundred Knights. Remember this game that had really weird reactions about people turning their mothers into rats and having them raped by other rats and people not liking that so much? Yeah. That's coming to PS4 now. Uh, it's an updated version. It's updated graphics and a new mode with playable Metallia. And I don't know if it's going to make it any good. Um, let's see. <laughs> In our forum responses... Uh, the hundred passes says Slayer. File Sorcerer says I declare staff wide skip day. Uh, <laughs> are they updating the suck? Because I don't think anyone liked it the first time it came around. Um, <laughs> Nick said not it, <laughs> so she doesn't have to review it. <laughs> so I don't know if this is gonna matter so much. So. <laughs> Ugh. Fairy Fencer F Advent Dark Force which is an expanded version of Fairy Fencer F on the PS3, which Anna has but hasn't played yet. Um, let's see. Uh, the game splits off midway through its goddess chapter. It'll have two new story routes, and it's due out later in Japan this year, but we don't have a U.S. release. But we do have the trailer up for the Japanese version, so if you're a big Fairy Fencer F fan, go check that out and see if uh, you... Well, ideally after you've finished it, then you can see what's different about this version. Uh, Hand of Fate is getting an expansion. That's the deck building action RPG, Hand of Fate, where you like build your deck and then you go into a dungeon and do action related things based on things that came up in your hand. Um, it's getting expansions on Steam. The expansion is five dollars. Uh, now there's Hand of Fate versions on every other platforms as well. As of the story time, I don't know if the expansion has come to those other platforms. So, let's see, Hand of Fate DLC PS4, for example. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if you played it on PC, though. Yeah, it looks like they still don't have it out on other platforms. Uh, Alice, did you ever play Hand of Fate? Okay, good talk. Uh, let's see. Sorry, my uh, my mute button, my oh. unmute button got misplaced. Um, I have, don't think so. No, I didn't. Oh, right. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, let's see. We already talked about this one, and um, Star Ocean Five. They showed off stuff about Star Ocean Five. Uh, they have a look at the screenshots that they showed before in high resolution, and they. They've got all the, the the cast of that game in a spaceship, and they look kind of intimidated by it. Like, hey, we're on a spaceship. What the heck? Um, 
So, as previously reported, says Silicon Era, Star Ocean 5 will start out on a planet that has technology close to that of 15th and 16th century Earth. So, Fidel and his friends are probably in for a huge surprise once they get to see a celestial ship for the first time. Um, again, no words on whether or not this takes place in the game universe of Star Ocean or the real universe of Star Ocean. <laughs> Spoilers! Stupid game. You know, we've made it a habit to spoil Star Ocean's stupidity on this show, and I'm going to stick with it. I don't care. Oh, I don't like any of the Star Ocean games, so I just like it. I like Star Ocean too, but after having heard what they did with that, like, forget that crap. I just like I'm it. actually one of the few people who doesn't mind it. You like but... it? Oh, all right. No, I said don't mind it. Uh, so you're you're a big proponent of it then. Yeah, cheers, Chris. <laughs> it also kind of helps that Star Ocean 3's post-game is actually really fun. Oh, all right. So. <sighs> Isn't that before they had that twist, though? Huh? No, post-game, Chris. He said Star Ocean 3's post-game. Yeah, I thought Star that Ocean twist 3 happened is the game. elsewhere. Oh, okay. No, the twist happened as part of Star Ocean 3's plot. Oh, of course. Yeah, that happens about two-thirds of the way through Star Ocean 3. But not Star... And then in Star Ocean 4, you're just playing the... That's, a, diff that's a different twist. Really? Yeah, there's something else in that happens in Star Ocean 4 that, I don't know, piss people off? I don't know. They blow it all up. I was or... thinking of I was thinking of buying like a really cheap copy of the um, PS3 version, the director's cut version of Star Ocean Four, um, but I'm probably going to import it so I don't have to deal with the voice acting. Like, don't have to deal with the English voice acting. I, yeah, I don't bad. think you want to deal with the English voice acting. Which is a shame because I've met the guy who did the, who voiced the main character at a at an anime convention, no less, and he's actually a pretty nice guy. But there you go. Well, all right then. Oh, wow, that's weird. Okay, uh, what else we got? They got pictures up of what the characters are going to look like in Puzzle and Dragons from the Final Fantasy crossover event. Yes, yeah, Ace. It also has Emo from Final Fantasy Legends. What the hell's... Oh, is that the Monster Hunter one? No. What the hell's Final Fantasy Legends? A new Final Fantasy game done with a Super Nintendo feel. When did Final Fantasy Legends come out? Oh, it must not be out here yet. It has a theme of time traveling. I don't know much about that game. Uh, let's see. It's designed by Takashi Tokida, who appears in the game as a chocobo. Orc. Which is kind of cute. Uh, comes out on February 12th. Excuse Must me. Must be... I assume it's Japan only. Must not be out yet. Anyway, so uh, they got a character from that new game. They've got a character from Mobius Final Fantasy, also not out here. And all these freaking Final Fantasy games, it ain't not out here. Can import that on my iPad, but you know, do you want to? Hmm. One day when I learn Japanese. Maybe. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, let's see. I think we already talked about that. Square Enix is having an E3 conference. Yeah, this is sort of interesting. 
They, all we know is it's going to be exciting news. It'll be on Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. BST. What's BST? Probably British summertime. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's useful for you, right? Well, yeah, given that's the time zone I'm currently in. Yes, <laughs> that's my point. So they're going to have a... Oh, they're going to have a conference. How does this... This is on Tuesday. Yeah, it's the spot that would normally be taken by... Nintendo. Nintendo. Instead, Nintendo will do some sort of weird private event thing again, I bet. Mm. Hard to say. <laughs> They'll announce it. Anna, did you look at yet. the gif that Alice put in the chat? Yep. Okay. That was actually. It's time for plot. <laughs> yeah, plot. All right. Uh, there's some sort of South Korean. Studio called um, NeoStream that's making a RPG about investigating paranormal activity. Um, saw this on Silicon Era. They've got a Steam Greenlight page. It's called Little Devil Inside. So you go check that out um, and and see whether or not you care about that. It is an RPG. It's an action adventure game. Um, you're investigating paranormal stuff, and it is it's a very different art style than we usually see. And some dude's stalking a dragon in the woods. It looks cool. And it has been greenlit, so maybe you'll see more of that. And it was uh, funded on Kickstarter. So, go check that out. See if that upcoming game is in your wheelhouse. Uh, let's see. We already talked about that. And guess what? You know that Final Fantasy XV demo? Mm-hmm. They're going to update it. Mm-hmm. It's like... Well, at least they think they're going to update it because the console makers may not permit updates to demos, so they may not be able to. They may just have to put it out at trade shows. But they're going to update the demo of 15 uh, and make uh, AXB enhancements, adjustments to the game's camera and targeting system, add more moves to the combat system, more joint attacks, and the possible inclusion of a dodge roll and improving the range on Noctis' weapons and more. So I guess they want that demo to hype people for the game, and since there's so much that needs to be improved in that demo, they must not they must not want to leave it as it is if they don't have to. It's funny, because a lot of people are like, why would you fix the demo and not Type-0? And I'm like, because they've already sold you Type-0. Yeah, that's a good point. How are they going to fix Type-0? What's wrong with it? People what, the... don't like the pacing. Yeah, the, that's like remaking the game. That's I know, not right? Fixing. I know, right? <laughs> it's like that game already had its issues. This is just an HD version. <laughs> Time has come and gone for that. All right. All right. Well, that, no, that's cool. What do you think about upgrading, a, updating a demo? Worth their time? Sure. Yes. Uh, no, I would say. Because that's taking away time. You know how demos work. They distract from the actual development process. Well, at the same time, they're fixing things they're going to have to fix in the final game. Yeah, but then they're taking time to integrate it into a a separate functioning demo and all that. I don't know. It depends on how your demo is programmed. I mean, their demo is programmed to basically just be a chunk of the game. That's why you can go outside of the proposed boundaries and find other things. (laughs) That was kind of (laughs) cool. So I don't think that they're making a big effort into making a unique... 
I don't think that they're putting a lot of effort into making a unique demo. I think they're sort of just hacking a chunk out of the game and giving it to you. Hopefully turning off motion blur. What do you think, Alice? You want another 15 demo that's updated? Um, I haven't. Um, I haven't played the demo. Oh, you're saving because I don't okay. have Because I don't have a PS4. All right. So I'd like to, but that at the moment precludes me getting a rather expensive console. So. All right. So Square Enix put up another thing where they had a survey of people who played the demo to see what they liked. Uh, this is interesting. So it was uh, taken by a large segment of dedicated Final Fantasy fans, they say. Uh, <laughs> which is less than one million participants, but you know, who cares? And so let's see. I'll make this big so you can see it too, Anna. Or I won't. Hmm? Oh, press the wrong thing. So what interested you about Final Fantasy 15? <laughs> That's the question. Um, biggest response, it's the new numbered Final Fantasy game, mm. followed by, I like all Final Fantasy games. In Japan, 69%, 74% on those two questions. In the U.S., 48%, 52%. So that, that seriousness matters more in Japan, it sounds like. Both Japan and the U.S., only, only 15 to 17% said, I like games set in an open world. Yeah, let's see. What's what else is more interesting here? Uh, in Japan, eight percent said it has open world gameplay. Seventeen percent said it has open world gameplay in the U.S. So open world seems to be more important here. The artistic design only got a three percent in Japan, eighteen percent here. But the graphics got a twenty-five percent in Japan and a fifteen percent here. So the U.S. cares more about art, but. Japan cares more about graphics. The next one I thought was f fascinating. The story. In Japan, 7% listed the story is what interests them about 15. 26% of U.S. respondents said the story is what interested them. So the story apparently matters a lot more here. That could explain why unintelligible, crazy-ass stories um, exist more in Japan if people don't care as much about the story. No, maybe, maybe not. All right. Eh, 2% said the car in Japan. 1% said the car in North America. I love the fact that someone just said the car. That's what interested me. It's the car. Uh, all right. So the next survey was, why have you stopped playing the demo? This is great. <laughs> what, this is this is some big differences here. In Japan, 5% of people said, I have played all the content and am fully satisfied. Only 5% listed that as the reason in Japan. 78.9% of the U.S. respondents said that. 27% um, U.S. respondents said the world was bare without things to do. Only 5% of the Japanese respondents said that. 16% of the U.S. respondents said they don't like the battle system. Only 4% of the Japanese 15% of the European respondents. We have European results on this one, too. Um, Europeans were in the middle on that first question. Only 40% of the Europeans said, I have played all the content and was fully satisfied. All right. Uh, <laughs> this one's good. In Japan, 20% of the respondents said, didn't, didn't like the characters. Uh, only 5% of the respondents in North America and Europe said that. Um, the world was not open enough was a 7% response in the U.S., 
3% in Europe and 1% in Japan. <laughs> the world was too open was a 3% response in the US, a 3% response in Europe, and a 0% response in Japan. That's the best part about feedback is when you get confl- completely opposite feedback from people. Japan thought the demo... Well, more people in Japan thought the demo was too difficult. 14% in Japan, 2.8 in the U- in North America, 2.2 in Europe. Um, and let's see. Japan had a lot of people stop because they didn't understand goals. 20% yeah, said they didn't understand the goals. that's a crazy stat. It's 20% in Japan, but like 10%. And 1% here. Oh, 1% here. 1. Right. 1.6 here, 1 in Europe. Right. That's, that's insane. 5% of the Japanese respondents said the demo was too long. 1% of the U.S. respondents said it was too long. 0% of the... Or 0.9% said it was too long in Europe. So that is, that's some interesting, interesting data. So I don't know. Um, yeah, at that, I look at that and I laugh. Not, it's, that's typical to my expectations. So let's see. Now they had individual thoughts that players had on Final Fantasy 15 that they discussed. So the number one issue people brought up, the lock-on is useless. Yep. <laughs> yep, it's yep. true. Yep. Um, and Tabata's response, honestly, there were many instances where we also felt that the targeting system wasn't behaving as we had envisioned. We do take it seriously as the number one criticism. <laughs> right after the demo was released, our team was able to play it from a consumer standpoint. Doesn't it bug you that they hadn't tried this before the demo was released and concerns about the targeting immediately came up <laughs> the most common internal criticism with the targeted enemy would go off screen we wondered is it still considered a lock-on if the enemy goes off screen no <laughs> but whatever uh all right number two the camera is too close i can't tell what's going on <laughs> you know because you know it's always nice to be fighting behemoth and have the camera zoom in on your left shin uh, camera control was poor and felt heavy. Uh, it sounds like they're going to do something about that. Next, the next one was the AI is dumb and allies get in the way. Um, in regards to getting in the way of the player, yeah, they're going to address that. And they don't think the uh, the AI is necessarily dumb. <laughs> so I don't know whatever the Jaggies. Number five, but the drop in frame rate is even more concerning. Yeah, so here we go. This was a big deal. And complaints about Final Fantasy XV's frame rate came primarily from North America and Europe, said Square Enix. Uh, Let's see. And it was way higher up if you only looked at the series in the West. So they weren't able to implement anti-aliasing in the demo, so that's why it was all jagged looking. So that's, that's confirmed. And the demo, let's see. The frame rate is a serious matter. We consider it a high-priority issue. If we simply reduce the number of objects that need to be rendered and computed, like reducing the number of monsters or limiting the AI behavior, we can reduce the processing load on the CPU. Reducing the number of processes would naturally result in a stable, higher frame rate. But achieving a high frame rate by doing so isn't going to satisfy our fans. So the only option is to persistently optimize. Currently, the bottleneck during battles is the VFX and UI. Visual effects and uh, the user interface. As we head to mastering, we'll probably repeat the process of optimizing as much as we can and reevaluating on how objects are being rendered. 
And we are working towards full HD. It's not just me. The engineers and artists are all aiming for full HD. But from hearing the honest feedback from players who tried the demo, it becomes apparent that the frame rate issue is more important than the resolution issue. It's pretty easy to understand. Prioritizing resolution by sacrificing frame rate is presumably unacceptable for our game, so our higher priority will most likely be the frame rate. Based on that, our approach will be to increase resolution as much as we can, but we're not raising the white flag just yet. We are aiming for full HD. So it sounds like they're going to not necessarily go to full 1080p, which is interesting, but whatever. And there's more feedback from players. And blah, 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 blah. So they don't they don't have it all summarized here. So cool. The you can read the rest of that and see the video where they respond to it. Square Enix is really good about having like a bazillion press conferences where they have developers just answer questions, aren't they? They're getting better at that, yeah. They've been doing that a lot. Now they just need to Oh, I guess they are getting translated English somehow, aren't they? Yeah. Alright. More of that. I like that. Here's one for Anna. Final Fantasy IF. If. has a third story route. Yeah, but we've known that since the beginning. Well, how's, how do you get to the third story route? You uh, Well, one, it's going to be developed oh, after the main game. it's DLC. Yeah. Okay. So they're saying it so is... So here's between... the idea. Okay. Is in Japan, there are two versions of this game. Uh, one is white and one is black. And so um, basically you are the son of one of the kingdoms but was fostered in the other one. And so if you play the white version of the game, it is much, it is very much like Fire Emblem Awakening. Um, it is a little less challenging with a little more straightforward goals. If you play black, it is more challenging, um, different goals, and they may or may not be as straightforward. So that's the two versions of the, of the main story. And each main story is going to be as big as Fire Emblem Awakening. And so the on third... top of that, oh, okay. there is a third route that is going to be developed after the main game is complete that is dubbed as the neutral route. And that's all we know about it right now. Other than the fact that the difficulty is going to sit between the two games. So it isn't going to be as easy as white, but it isn't going to be as challenging as black. Okay. And they also have had a lot of discussions lately about why they decided to split into two games, to which people pretty universally either say that's bullshit or that makes a lot of sense. So, Yes, and... Oh, well, what are the reasons? Because they're huge. You're getting as much content... In let's see. Fire... Hold on, hold on. Let's see. Let's see what they say. Okay. Um, let's see. Four Gamer uh, mentions that as it seems as though, depending on which side you choose, you have a different impression of the characters that appear in the game. And they say, yep, I believe so. However, you'll be plenty satisfied even by playing just one of the routes. So please play whichever one piques your interest. After that, if you get curious about what happens on the other route, give them a try. Then once you learn about that route, the other one will become more profound. Um, Four Gamer asked, uh, is the reason you have two pack two games excuse me is the reason that you split the game into two packages because of how easy it is to add content through dlc they said yes that's exactly it if we were to put the content on both sides into one we'd have no choice but to set the price um as two games and <laughs> it's the price of two games and that wouldn't be fair to players is that really they really wouldn't have that choice i don't know if i agree with that but okay <laughs> uh let's see 
Each route is properly made with its own scenes in movies as well. So, all right. Yeah, there. I think it's you're cool, right, Anna. because there's a dancer girl. Yeah, I mean, it's two different games because reasons. But it's it's also two different games because... It's huge. It's huge, yeah. So, and, I mean, people are either, again, people are either going to say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, or whatever. So, I'm a little split. I mean, for for all intents and purposes, the there was a heavy, heavy implication that this was going to be one game package in North America when it was announced on the North American stream. Hmm. So, yep. Cool. You want to talk about Disgaea for a while? Um, yeah. Well, let's cover Disgaea for a while. So, you know, uh, Operation Abyss, New Tokyo Legacy? It's the sequel to Operation Abyss, which I don't think we've gotten here. Or, no, I always get this confused. Ah, oh, I always get this confused. Oh, right, right, right. Operation Abyss, New Tokyo Legacy. It's coming out soon here. I think Alex has a review out of that. Or is it out now? I don't remember. Um, eh, I'm doing bad at this. So, it's a new NIS game. It, uh... Ah, this is, this is really poorly written. Let me just read this to you. NIS America is publishing Operation Abyss New Tokyo Legacy in the West, and in Japan, Disgaea characters are showing up in another one of Experience's dungeon RPGs. Uh, Experience must be the developer. <laughs> Kadokawa Games is asking fans to vote on which Disgaea characters they want to see in Operation Babel, the sequel to Operation Abyss. So, Operation Abyss, I don't know if that's out yet here. I don't think it is. Um, that's a new game that NIS America is publishing here. You'll be able to play that soon. For the sequel, the company wants to see what Disgaea characters do you want in that sequel. Um, <laughs> but Laharo apparently won't be one of those characters. <laughs> okay. So characters like the warrior, the archer, the gunner, and the celestial host are what it's on the, the voting page. The top six characters on May 10th will have their portraits added to Operation Babel. Oh, goodness. So I've got the voting page up now, and yeah, it doesn't look like there's any main characters. It's all, like, um, character classes from the Disgaea games, and so they'll, you know, looks like they'll join in. Oh, I think you can see the votes. Yeah, who's, oh, the samurai. Yeah, okay, cool. And then you click on that, and it increments the vote by one. So you can actually go to this vote page. It's called kuronyu.jp.vote, K-U-R-O nyu.jp slash vote slash and you can see in this crossover um you just go click buttons and vote for your favorite character classes go contribute to a japanese game in development even though you can't read the page at all all right more disguise info that's hopefully more um coherent <laughs> disguise force heroes and nis america is coming to disguise 5 as part of D- as dlc excuse me so Velvetoris, Fuka, and other heroes from Disgaea 4 are coming. Um, the female ninja will be DLC as well, but she'll be exclusive to PlayStation Plus members like the Celestial Host character. If you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber in Japan, you can get this character between May 7th and June 2nd. Um, <laughs> let's see. So the Disgaea 4 hero- heroes will be in two different packs. We only have the Japanese pricing right now. Um uh, Nisa from the Neptunia series will bring justice to the netherworld yet again. Um, dun, 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 dun. Her abilities go up 1% for every 10 hours of Disgaea 5 you've played. 
<laughs> Isn't that cool? Wait a minute. She has that same ability in uh, Disgaea 4. Oh, does she? Okay. Yeah. So it's one of one of her. It, like you know how everyone basically has like an innate ability. That's hers. Okay. So no, no, no. Let's think about this. Well, not if you no. Want what do you mean everyone has an innate 100%, ability? To hundred percent, you would need to have played a thousand hours. Yeah, or leave the darn thing on. Right. An innate ability. Um, Disgaea 3 and Disgaea 4 had that evility system. Oh, it's the evility. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nisa's and evility the that... is, okay. is increases her stats by percentages based on your playtime. I see what you mean now. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Good, 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 good. Um, Sky 5 is out in Japan right now. It's coming out this fall in the West. So, yay, the Sky 5 stuff. I was about to start playing Sky 4, but then Anna stole my Vita to play uh, Danganronpa. Pew, so. pew, pew. Grr at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play some more A-Train. Okay. <laughs> How about not? <laughs> How about I just flush A-Train down the toilet? Oh, wait, I can't. You have a digital copy. <laughs> Goodbye, 3DS. What? <laughs> Into the blender it goes. No! Will it blend? Marvel Future Fight is out on iOS today. Um, Marvel Future Fight is an RPG, so that's the only reason I'm covering. It's an iOS and Android game. It's an action RPG. Uh, let's see how this works. You have superheroes from the Marvel Universe. Avengers, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ghost Rider, etc., etc., etc. So you can go be the Hawk, I guess. And um, you you play by... Let's see. You know, you, you know how this works. You have to get soft currency in the game, use it to upgrade equipment for your heroes, and then get more heroes either through the gameplay or by spending real money. And money, 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 then you can go play stages where you go and beat things up. Um, what I haven't confirmed yet is whether or not it supports the iOS controller. I'll try and do that over the next week because I downloaded this and I've got a, one of those iOS controllers because that'd be nice if it has it. Um, and, you know, it's like free. So, and yeah, that's Marvel, Marvel Future Fight. Coming out the same week as the new Avengers movie. Ooh. Japanese players are enjoying Bravely Second, um, but reviews have started coming out. They've uh, they have some comments about what's wrong with the game, what's good with the game. Uh, let's see some comments for you if you're a Bravely Default fan. Let's see. Uh, battles leveling up and then more battles. That's what makes this game fun. And I also had fun with the increased number of jobs and how it is widened the way you fight. Um, okay. Uh, another reviewer says, on the other hand, the story of the new characters and music didn't draw me in like the previous game. Maybe I just got used to the first game. The new characters have a different feel to them, and it seems like there are main, many on the more serious side. And the music isn't too memorable. I don't find myself humming the songs like I did in the first game. Let's see. One person said there are plenty of frivolous conversations that are something like a parody that you'd see from Nico Nico or Su- or Tu Chan. Yeah, what is, apparently what is it's Tu Chan. Very... Um, it's a Japanese version of well, it's the where, where do you think 4chan came from? I don't. I thought yeah, I thought 4chan was Japanese. No. Oh okay. no, 4chan is like the American localization of 2chan. But why do they go from two to four? Because, because okay. moot. I don't know. Because all right. Another reviewer stated, as a fan of the first game, yeah, there was a little discomfort early on. I thought to myself, what is this, Neptunia? But after playing it and getting further, 
I didn't mind such trivial matters. Most of the parody bits that uh, people have been pointing out are mostly in the tutorials, and I don't think it's anything worth being upset about. However, I could see it being a shock to fans of the first game as they may view it as the worldview and mood being ruined. A third player said, I too felt there was an unnecessary degree of meme parodies and slang. Oh man, how are they going to localize that? I don't know. I hope 8 is up for it. I, oh, is 8 4 doing it? Um, wait, no. Um, let me think. Did they do the first Bravely Default? I don't know. No, I think I'm thinking about Fire Emblem. Yeah. The first game also had a little bit of this, but I felt that the game has an unnecessary amount of that. In the end, I don't think it's so bad that it takes away from the game's worth, though. Uh, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So there, there's some comments. Uh, the game's still selling well, so. Yeah. Japanese players are complaining you also need to sign up for Square Enix members to yeah, do workers. your village stuff. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. I don't, do you think that's going to be changed for North America? Probably, because the Square Enix members thing is just not as big of a deal over here. Yeah. Think they'll change it to Street Pass, Spot Pass? I, I don't know. I, it is a Street Pass thing still. No. Yes. They just ha- they have a Street Pass event going on for that game in Japan right now. Okay. I think you have to do both. Mm. So this should be an exciting story for you. Yeah, this isn't really an RPG story. I didn't really mean to include this, but uh, Dark Dreams Must Die is coming out on no, PC. No, Dark Dreams Don't Die. Dun- whatever. Dark Dreams D4. Don't Die Dark is coming out on PC, and they took out die. the Connect stuff, so I'm going to play that, and that's not an RPG. I don't know why I have this in here. Sorry about that. Because it's personally interesting? It's personally interesting. I didn't mean to put it in here. It was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got some reviews to talk about here. So we got a review up for Codename Steam, where Cassandra Ramos, a.k.a. Strawberry Eggs, gives it a 4 out of 5. Basically says Anna's wrong. It's a good game. I didn't say it was a... Wait, wait, wait. No, (laughs) no, no. You don't get to get away with that. I never said it was a bad game. Just that you don't like it. I am saying that I don't like it because I find it's a little too hard for me. Well, I hope that that would be reflected in your review. No. No, it should be. If I wrote a review, I would probably also give it a 4.0. No. Because the problem, you don't like the game. The problem isn't the game. It's me. <laughs> but but it's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. <sighs> I, just, I have issues with that. All right. Somebody Sorry, that's just a really easy joke. Somebody who didn't have a good time, uh, Scott Walker, uh, gave... Uh, a one out of five to the rise of Tiamat from Wizards of the Coast. It's the second half of the Rage of the Dragon Adventure, Qu- Rage of the Dragon Queen adventure series, which launched with Horde of the Dragon Queen, um, and uh, apparently he didn't like it, so gave that a one. You can go read his review. Um, Bloodborne has a review up four and a half out of five by Zach Webster. Man, I just watched a video yesterday that explains the storyline of Bloodborne. And all the endings, that game, that's got some weird story stuff going on to it. Very Cthulian. <laughs> Everything is blood, 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 blood. Sure, but there's more than yeah. That's old gods essentially showing up in that game. Yeah. All right. Um, Omega Quintent review is up two and a half out of five by Alex Fuller, and uh, did not like it apparently. So. Still better than that, uh, than that uh, Wizards of the Coast expansion. So, if you are really into idle games, it might still be in your valley. Uh, I yeah, I, I mean, I want to play it. You I do? mean, reading the review, it's like, yeah, this man. Does we did sound this like big. Kind of we game. did this. We did this big ad, ad campaign. They didn't give me a free copy of the game. Come on, Chris. What? Don't. 
don't say that. <laughs> no, he's just, saying he's saying I'm that complaining. because <laughs> he's saying that because I suggested as part of the ad campaign we asked for a collector's edition, and he was like, "No, that's." I refuse to do that. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. So he's hassling me. He's not actually upset I that love he doesn't you. get a copy. <laughs> I'll go so buy he can one. Bite me. I'll go buy one. Also, uh, it's funny because there were a lot of people on Twitter that were like, "You gave it a really bad review," and it's like, "Well, no, we didn't really give it a bad review. We gave it a below average review." Yeah, I know. And you're right. That is that isn't that bad. Because we're advertising about it on our site, so it's need just a as good to find it a five review. Yeah, so it's just as good as White Knight Chronicles. <laughs> Why did I give Chrono Trigger when I reviewed it? I didn't give it two and a half. I think you did. You better not have. No, I think otherwise, you know, you're getting this wedding ring back. Uh, (laughs) All right. Hang on. Let's uh. Let's see. Let's see. Nobody cares. We originally gave it a nine. Yeah, I gave it a four. All right. Some reason yeah. I thought I gave it less. <laughs> and with that, let's go into the console and handheld digital store update for the week. New so, releases. Huh? <laughs> what? Sony is having a golden week sale. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Sony is having a golden week sale. Uh, we'll get to that. First you're, off. You're really going to read them all? I am. Oh, Nor- Omega Quintet's out in North America on PS4. All right. After that, here we go. In North America... First off, PS4 games. Citizens of Earth, Dust and Elysian Tale, Natural Doctrine, and Pure Solar and the Great Artex all on sale. Even bigger discounts if you're PS Plus. On PS3, Are No Surge, Ode to an Unborn Star, Atelier Iska and Logi, Alchemist of the Dust Sky, Atelier Rorona Plus, The Alchemist of Ireland, Demon Souls, Disgaea D2, Fairy Fencer F, Hyperdimension Neptunia, Victory, Mugen Soul Z, Natural Doctrine, Pure Solar and the Great Architects, Resonance of Fate, Rune Factory, Tides of Destiny, don't buy it, R- Tales of Graces F, Tales of Graces F plus Tales of Exilia combo pack, Tales of Symphonia Chronicles dual pack, Tales of Symphonia Chronicles, Tales of Symphonia Dawn of the New World Chronicles, Tears to Tiara 2, Heir of the Overlord, The Guided Fate Paradox, the Witch and the Hundred Knight. Don't buy, uh, it. don't buy it. Time and Eternity. Trinity. Souls of Zill. Ol. All on sale. On the Vita. Adventure Time. Secret of the Nameless Kingdom. Is that a good one or not, Anna? You don't want to say anything. Citizens of Earth. Conception 2. Children of the Seven Stars. Criminal Girls. Invite Only. Demon Gaze. Dragon's Crown. Fantasy Hero, Unsigned Legacy, Hyper Devotion Noir, Goddess Blackheart, Hyper Dimension Neptunia Rebirth Two Sisters Generation, Natural Doctrine, Sorcery Saga, Curse of the Great Curry God, which I bought for Anna, Tokiden, Age of Demons, Class of Heroes, Class of Heroes 2, Crimson Gem Saga, End of Serenity, Growl Lancer, Wayfarer of Time, Gungnir, Grumin, a monstrous adventure, now also available on Steam. Harvest Moon, boy and girl. <laughs> Harvest Moon, hero of Leaf Valley. Hex's Force, innocent life, a futuristic Harvest Moon. Oh, I'm, I'm in the PSP section now ever since I started talking about Classic Heroes, by the way. These are all PSP games. Knights in the Nightmare, Mystic Chronicles, Riviera, The Promised Land, Yggdra Union, all PSP games. Over on the 3DS, Shin Megami Tensei 4 is the Atlas game that's on sale this week. <laughs> PSP, PS2 Classic, Castlevania Lament of, in- 
Innocence and PS1 classic, Suikoden 2. That's Did you right. get that? Five, yeah, I got it when it came out. Okay. $5 for Suikoden 2. $5. Do you know how much that game used to... $5. Over in Europe, new releases, Damascus Gear, Operation Tokyo for the Vita. Escape 2, Wizard of the Underworld on the 3DS, and Harvest Moon, Back to Nature, a PS1 no. classic. No, no? That didn't actually come it out. It didn't come out? No. Oh, repealed. No. Backtracked. It... Sony didn't put it out. They didn't put it out. They announced like it and then didn't do it. It's like sitting there on the back end. It's like this uh, title is ready for release. Please contact your blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't know. I think Graham's upset because there's like six PS1 classics that we submitted to SEEE like March of 2014. Oh, and they're still not out. <laughs> Harvest Moon Back to Nature will be the first one. Oh boy! Oh boy! Sales in Europe. PS4 gets bound by flame. On th- I'm sorry that Europe doesn't. One time, the US is better than Europe for sales. You're not getting all this Golden Week sale. It looks like. All right. So PS4 bound by flame. Child of Light on PS4. Citizens of Earth on PS4. Destiny on PS4. Destiny Digital Guardian Edition. Hand of Fate all on sale on the PS4. PS3's got Destiny and the Destiny Digital Guardian Edition. Wii U's got Costume Quest 2 on sale. And Vita has Child of Light and Citizens of Earth on sale. All right. Are you going to talk about new game releases? I am. Woohoo! Coming out this week, April 30th through May 6th. All right, here we go. PlayStation 4 gets Wolfenstein, the old blood. Also getting that, Xbox One. That's all that those two are getting apparently this week. The Wii U gets Amiibo Tap, Nintendo's greatest bits. So See, it's this like is hits, but to, bits. Yeah, so this is a free-to-play game. They better not be charging for this. It's yeah, like a three-minute demo yep. of what the game that the me the Amiibo mm-hmm. you put on your Wii U is. Mm-hmm. Paper Mario hits the eShop for ten bucks, Anna. Yep. You can I'd... finally finish Paper Mario One. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, you wanted to finish Paper Mario Two. Yeah, I, I was in the middle <laughs> of the thousand-year door. Right. Oh, we'll figure that out. 3DS gets Adventure Bar Story, Heartbeaten, Karos, The Beast of Re-Eden. Wait, some of these must be Europe then. Why? Because Adventure Bar Story is already out in North America. On like PSP or Vita or something. No, on the 3DS. You think it's Europe? I think this is a mashup. Hmm... Ooh, Karos is a shmup. Ooh, I gotta buy that. It's a painfully average shmup, so that's on my list. (laughs) My Horse 3D, best friends. Over on the PC, you get Aspectus. Whoa. (laughs) Rena Cemento Chronicles. Block and Load. Chroma Squad. Yay! Yeah, how come you haven't played that yet? Because I don't know whether I should use the review key or my backer key. And they haven't answered my emails about it. Why does it matter? Because I'm going to give the other one away on our Twitter. Well, then give away the one that's yours. But it has exclusive backer content. Well, then give away the review key. I wanted to make sure that was okay. Then, wait, it sounds like either way you're going to use the your key. Mm, it. If you the review key had backer the backer account. content included, I would just use that and then definitely give away my personal one. Okay. But. Oh. Okay. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. You were doing PC games. Yeah. Dwarven <laughs> Brawl Bros. Hero Siege, The Depths of Hell. Gemcraft, Chasing Shadows. Guns, Gore, and Cannelloni. Cannoli! I'll take the cannoli. Uh, I'll leave the gun. Yeah, okay. Lux Deluxe, Metal Slug Defense. Order of the ba- Order of Battle, Pacific. Here's one. Quadrant. RBI Baseball 15. No, no, don't. Remnants of Isolation. Reverse Side. Rooms, the unsolvable puzzle. Hey, is that the game that we played on iOS? No, but I have a question for you. If it's unsolvable, then why am I playing it? I don't know. It sounds like a kind of dick game. Software Incorporated. Snakebird. Solarix. Space Colony. Steam Edition. Whitewash. And Wolfenstein, the Old Blood. So there you go. Space Colony Steam Edition. What's that about? Looking that up now. Mm. The remaster of the real-time base builder and strategy game from Firefly Studios. Uh, it's a base building game. Uh, I actually have that. But it's not free like to play. The, the original version. This is crazy. A base building game that's not free to play? I don't even know how to process that in my mind. Well, it's basically sci-fi stronghold. I mean, the original game came out in, like, 2001. Oh, Stronghold. Oh. Right. Yeah, That's except, hard. you know, Stronghold's a good game. Yeah, but they're hard for me. I'm just not good at them. All right. I'll shut up now. So there you go. That is your new game release for the week. Anna Marie Privet here. What will you be playing this week? Um, Record Keeper, Ranpa, and whatever you download to my iPad for the week. What? Oh, am I downloading stuff to your iPad? For well, me? remember we were talking about getting a couple for the trip. All right, so, so let's do that. Okay. And I will be playing. I don't know. Record Keeper. Um. I don't know. Something else. Maybe pen and paper on my iPad. Uh, is that this week? I thought it was two weeks. From no, now. I'll play the first one. Oh yeah, okay. That's a good idea. It's good. Um, Alice. What you gonna um, deliver this week? Well, I might try and deliver some more munitions. No, no more missiles. Hey, I use missile ships and non-missile ships. Damn it! Hey, I'm training to use lasers. Ooh, Although, how do you? So that, you're gonna deliver photons? No, I'm gonna be deli- I'm gonna be um, uh, scrolling IOU messages on people's holes. Ooh, IOU one missile. <laughs> oh, you know, here it scorch is. Scorch directly on scorch directly onto your hull for visibility. I like it. Cool. All right. There you go. And with that, um, we are done for the week. Folks, we'll be back next week. If you'd like to catch the show, you can catch it live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, over at rpgamer.com slash live. Excuse me. And let's see. People are saying Nameless Kingdom is Adventure Time linked to the past. Is that right, Anna? Sorry, what? People in the chat are talking about Adventure Time linked to the past. Yeah, that's what I call it. Okay. It's not the... Uh... Okay, that's weird. Oh, uh, this is all weird. All right, so moving on. Uh, if you'd like to catch the show, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at rpgamer.com slash live every week. Uh, in addition, we have feedback options for you. A few of them. Uh, bo- or, excuse me, forums.rpgamer.com is our message forums. You could go leave a message there. 
uh, go to the latest update section. That's where you find the show thread. You can send us an email, podcast.rpgamer.com. You can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash rpgamer. Um, additionally, you can send us a voicemail, 608-729-4098, 608-729-4098, Leave a voicemail. We'll play it right here on the show. And with that, I think we're going to take our leave for the week. Um, i got some packing to do. We're, Anna and I are going to Vegas for the week for a work conference, and we will see you when we get back. Um, until then, everybody, have a good week. And from us here at RP Gamer, goodbye. Bye. Thank you.